Welcome back, guys, to the Optimize Self podcast. Today's episode will be episode number 10. Very happy to get this one out. Been away on holiday and now I'm back at it, getting back into recording and living. So, before we introduce my guest today, I wanted to give a shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, Dancing Beard Co. Dancing Beard Co. make the best beard balm and beard oil that you could possibly use for your beard or moustache, all made from natural and organic ingredients, handmade here in Melbourne. Check them out at Dancing Beard Co. on Instagram or dancingbeardco.com. Order online if you need to and uh, check them out on social media. Your beard will not be disappointed. So guys, today's guest is with a friend of mine, Raphael Scott or Raphael the Cowboy Scott. He is a professional MMA fighter fighting here in Melbourne, Australia with a professional record, three wins, two losses, and he fights on Hex Fight Series, which is probably the biggest uh, fight promotion in for MMA in Australia. Very, very good promotion. I recommend you guys check them out if you can. But we do talk a lot about training, uh, what he gets out of doing martial arts, diet, lifestyle, um, and just what he really thoroughly enjoys about, you know, being a being an athlete and chasing something that he that he has a lot of passion about. Um, very good podcast. I enjoyed it. Like I said, one of my best mates, but also an inspiration. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode, episode ten of the Optimize Self podcast. Check me out on iTunes, give me a review, a rating, and uh, let me know how it's all going. Peace. We good? We good. Here we are. Raph. Raph the Carpentry. Welcome. The L Cowboy. The Cowboy. Guys, uh, I've got a good mate on the podcast today. Um, his name's Raph Scott. Grew up with him. Um, Nimbin, Tuferado. Grew up with him near Nimbin, my hometown, his hometown, and... Uh, Basically, mate, I've been wanting to get you on for a while. Yeah. You are one of my good mates, my best friends, but also you've got a, a, a passion for, for training, especially uh, mixed martial arts. Not that I do a lot of uh, MMA, but mainly like, you know, I train jiu-jitsu as much as I possibly can. Um, and just to, you know, why don't you just, we start off with a little bit of, I mean, how did you get into MMA? Yeah. Just the stock standard, watching UFC, MMA gym around the corner. Yeah. Going there, try it out, and pretty much that was it from the get-go. I fell in love with it straight away. One class, I think I started training two, three times a week straight away. Straight away. And then it turned into four, five, now six days a week I train. Yeah. If I'm lucky. Yeah. Um, sometimes seven, or even on your day off, you usually do something, stretching, yeah, bit of movement. And looking back, um, say what five, six years ago, how long yeah, have you been training? Five years, I think. Yeah, four five. or five years. So, you like weren't particularly like for people who don't know. It's not like you were playing footy growing up, or no. you were you know weren't a sports guy. And then you went. What were you into before you actually stepped um, foot into a training center and at, a gym? At that point, I was doing nothing. I was hanging out at home on the weekend. I didn't. I drank a little bit. I like to go out, um, but not a great deal. Lifting weight? You were a weightlifter for a bit? I wasn't doing any weights. I did a little bit when I was 17, 18, yeah. just to get bullied a bit. 
um, going to tape and being the youngest kid. Yeah, I used to get bullied. And then as I got older, I thought I better lift weights and look like I could fight, I guess. Yeah. Look like you got a bit of something behind you. But no, I did nothing. I rode motorbikes a little bit. Yeah. Um, but nothing serious at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I wonder what, like once you had started, you know, training, like, what did you find that you like? What? How did you fall in love with it? Like, was there any aspects about MMA or jiu-jitsu or striking in particular? Um, I think it was the jiu-jitsu that at, at Renegade. Um, that's their strong point. Um, grappling and like wrestling. I always enjoyed wrestling, um, even with a, if it was with our best mate Nikki P. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of, a lot of nights after you have a few drinks. Even when we were kids, me and Nick used to wrestle like get forced to wrestle on the school bus for other people's entertainment. Yeah. I sort of always got brothers, brother, obviously having um, older and younger brothers, fighting with them a lot and like just a bit of, I enjoy competition as well and so man on man competition, like you're up against someone else always, like grappling. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what, what it is in my brain that sets it off but yeah, definitely... The competition and just the yeah. The, would you say you're a, like I find this because you're a competitive. hard competitive. Yeah, you're very competitive. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Always been, always have been. Um, even with work, I'm very competitive at work. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes it might be as simple as racing to see who can get. Um, you know, the amount of nails you need to get nailed down a row of decking boards or timber frame yeah who can get it done quickest that was always a bit of fun so you're a builder as well as a professional fighter uh carpenter you're a carpenter yeah i've got a carpentry business okay i build i work for builders so they do the whole thing i just look after carpentry which is a lot less stressful means i can concentrate on fighting more um i did take on a role as a supervisor um but that takes up too much of your time and too much of your energy like mentally as well well, how does it go? Like, we'll get back to to your your journey in your in MMA. But being a like trying to be a professional athlete and train say six times a week, sometimes two times a day, yeah, and then run a business on the side as you know a carpenter. Like, I mean, it's I mean I, I put my hands hands down too because it's it's amazing like the effort that you put in. Like, where do you find Jeez. the time? Is there do you have certain um, <clears throat> work? Is it what I've I believe work, your um, day day job should be, you know, your nine hours. You put in your eight, nine hour, oh, sorry, eight hour days. Um, and that's all that your work should be. And then the rest of the time is your own time. Um, like all the guys that work for me, whatever, I don't I don't push overtime or anything. Yeah. Um, you rock up, you do your hours and, and that's it. And after doing the same job for, I've been doing it like, what year is it? Almost 18 years. I started in 2001, I think. Yeah. Um, your body just gets used to it. Like yeah. it's not hard. It's not hard to do the job I do. And being in charge, I don't actually have to do any of the hard work. Yeah, you're not labouring. <laughs> yeah, I don't do any of the la- too labour-intensive stuff. Um, yeah. I can delegate pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I've noticed in the last year. Yeah. Uh, running my own business that it has sucked in a little bit too much of my time and energy um, but this year I'm going to concentrate a lot more on fighting and um, I've got enough guys to back me up at work that I can um, take time to go train and 
Yeah, nice. Do the things that I love doing. Yeah. So getting back to, you know, your first couple of years of training, um, how long was it until you had your first fight? Like, was it years um, or? Well, I competed. I started, um, I think it was in February and Renegade did like a competition. I don't know. It was like a month. I hadn't even rolled in a gi. Um, and I remember I had to go in and buy a gi before, the day before the comp. <laughs> um, and so that was the first comp. I did, but that was just jiu-jitsu. I think I placed second or something. Yeah. Um, I did a few jiu-jitsu comps, and then it must have been two years later, I think. Okay. I've been doing it two years before I got my first MMA fight. Um, did you have your blue belt then? Um, I must have. Yeah. I can't remember. It's a long time ago. I would have been close if not. Yeah. Um, there was a few times I was meant to fight, and I got injured. Um and then, yeah, it must have two and a half, two and a half years or something. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It would have been, yeah, I would have had my blue belt. I would have had my blue belt. Yeah. Because I think I got that for, yeah, after two years. Nice. And, I mean, you've had a, you've had five, five professional fights now, is that right? Yeah, five professional. Yeah. So, how does it go, like, I don't know, do the nerves get easier the more fights you have? Like, can you can you give me a bit it's of different. insight into that, that yeah, first, first time? <laughs> the first time was insane. I just remember feeling so many, I don't know, like just a rush of emotion going into the cage. Mm. Um, I mean, you're putting it all on the line for other people's entertainment and, you know, you're both trying to finish each other um, and you've got all your friends and family watching you and I'm, I'm sure they're just as just as nervous as I was um, but the second time the second time was still nerve-wracking um, third was definitely easier and mm. fourth and fifth have been um, quite cruisy and I think mm. I think yeah the nerves go away until I until I'm fighting higher level and like bigger promotions and bigger fights um, I think the nerves will come back again. Yeah. I don't think they ever go away completely. Um, but yeah, it definitely gets easier the more yeah. fights. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to a friend the other day about like jujitsu competitions and I haven't done like any big competitions like state championships or anything. I've just done like small club competitions. Yeah. And he was saying like sometimes the bigger the, hot, the, the, bigger the competition, it might be a little bit like this is just in relation to jiu-jitsu, you don't have as many friends and family there. It's not as close quarters, say, yeah. at like a big, you know, indoor arena where they've got lots of mats set up. Yeah. So he, him personally, him for him, he said he his nerves were less at the bigger, like, yeah, competitions okay. rather than the small club competitions. Yeah. But in saying that, regarding to, like, the fights that you've had, say, you've, you've fought on Hex quite a number of times now, which is the biggest promotion in, in MMA in Australia, I'd say. Yeah. You know, you're on Fox Sports, you're on television. So, I mean, does that come into play now you've had the, the um, bigger fights? I guess, you but about once you do a little bit, um, but like I know what I'm in for now. Yeah. Um, I've done it, yeah, five times. Sort of, sort of becomes, I don't know, you, you got to mentally prepare for the fight. Um, you mentally prepare to fight and how it's going to go, but you also mentally prepare for you doing it in front of um, thousands of people as well, and yeah. people are going to watch it on TV. I'm aware of it, but um, 
I don't know. I there's think, no time in putting energy into it, is yeah, there? Yeah, you can't. There's no point focusing on that. The one thing you're going to focus on is winning the fight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, um, tell me a bit about fighting for uh, Hex Fight Series. Um, like, I know... Yeah, it's definitely you know, the best. It's definitely one of By far. Um, so, I've gone to other shows. I fought my first three, two fights. Um, two or three on a smaller promotion yeah um and it's you know you're out the back in this freezing cold they don't even have freezing cold room they don't even have mats on the ground um you know they're coming out with bloody gloves and you gotta quickly put them on before you fight um hex you rock in there it's nice they got mats down plenty of room you get a bucket with your name on it oh nice (laughs) um new gloves every time um Runs smooth. You get looked after. Uh, yeah. yeah. X is X is the yeah the best. It's pretty good, eh? Yeah. I mean, the shows like when you watch them on on Fox Sports, like it's great. Like the yeah. production quality. Because yeah, I've watched. Yeah. I was gonna say like I've watched a few Eternal MMAs online, like streamed it. Yeah. And like the difference is like yeah, well, day and night. Even those, you the warm up room is in the storeroom at Eternal, and there's like folded chairs everywhere yeah. there's a tiny like square of mats to warm up and like there's you know sometimes 12 fights on a card and then there's how that's that's how many guys are out the back with two guys helping warm up one guy um yeah it's too much mm. you know so like in regards to like say you know australian mixed martial arts um you know it's obviously still developing it's not like it's getting a lot bigger, it's growing, but it's not huge here. Like with your training, like now that you're at a higher level, um, you've, you've obviously had to try and like, I know a lot of fighters do it is they train at multiple gyms. Yes. Yeah. Some sparring in here, some jujitsu in there or grappling in there. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, it's pretty, you're kind of driving all over the city sometimes. Aren't yeah. You? You've got to training. You've got to, um, MMA is not huge in Melbourne. I mean, I've been doing it five years and I know, a fair chunk of the people that are actually fighting in Melbourne. Um, and yeah, you've got to spread, spread it around. Everyone needs to grow. Um, and we, you know, there's not, how, how many, we've got three pro fighters at Renegade and a lot of younger guys coming up, um, to help out, to, you know, help, help push the, the level, help it get, um, you know, lift the level. But yeah, you ha- definitely have to move around the city and go train mm. um, specific, uh, you know, different s- styles of striking. Like I've recently started after my loss to Lance and Aiden, um, I realized I needed to work on my boxing and head movement. So I've been training at another gym in Yarraville under Lim Jecker, yeah. um, who's got some pretty um, pretty decent fight um, boxing fighters under him. Like it's a completely different sport, but when you train in a different discipline like you've got to adapt that di- a discipline for you and and for MMA as well which is you know Lim just teaches me boxing yeah. he doesn't know anything about MMA so he teaches me the bo- boxing as a discipline and then I get to um, you know mold it to suit my style of MMA okay. and, you know, everyone's different everyone's got different body shapes you know some people are going to be better at other things and some people are better strikers. They got a body for striking, or they got a body for grappling. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, but you definitely have to move around the city and, and go train at other gyms and <clears throat> get what you can from, you know, higher level guys. Mm. You know, you, you can't stay at the one place and then get to the, you know, the higher level. If you're one of the higher level guys and you're not really getting beaten much, you're not really learning. Like mm. I, I get the most out of my training in, is when I'm losing, you know, picking up where, where my holes are or picking up new new moves from other guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you definitely got to move around and, and train at other gyms as well. Yeah. Once you get to that level. So, um, just getting back to, you know, you said, you know, learning from, from having a loss, like you had some success at Hex and then you, then you had, had a couple of losses in a row to some, some high level guys. Um, yeah. How does it feel, uh, going through, you know, like a fight camp, like preparing like that and, and then coming out with a loss, like, how, yeah, it's how, pretty, how do you go it's pretty through brutal. That? Um, yeah, the, the loss to Aiden, I didn't, I don't think, yeah, I didn't take that one as serious. I made a silly mistake and got caught really quickly. Um, looking back on it now, I, I see where I can see more after developing, um, my boxing skills under limb. Um, I've, I could see a lot more, um, but after losing to Lance, I had a lot of personal things going on leading up to that fight, and I sort of blocked them all out. And then when I lost that, um, I think adding my personal issues and um, losing a fight in front of all all your friends and family, and you know it's on national TV, it's pretty pretty heartbreaking, I guess. Mm. Like, but in saying that. Now that when I go back in, I know it's not, there's nothing going to be shitter. I've already been knocked out. Like how much, how much worse can it get? Well, that's it. Yeah. Like, so it definitely makes you stronger. Yeah. So you've been you've been out of the cage for a, a, probably a bit, bit longer than you'd like because you yeah, had a few injuries. A few injuries. Um, you know, it's part of the sport, especially as you get to a higher level and you got to push your body through a lot of. You know, I'm training five six days a week. Um, it takes a toll on the body. Um. And if you're not eating as well as you should be, or if you're doing, you know, drinking and stuff like that, that's definitely not going to help it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, managing the injuries and, and um, trying to avoid them is, is something that I, <laughs> I think I'm getting, I'm going to get, I'm getting pretty good at now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had enough to sort of learn from my le- learn from my mistakes i guess yeah for sure yeah but i mean i'm still making them so yeah well just hopefully they're not as detrimental and i mean would you say you're more hungry than ever now to to get back in there yeah like you miss it yeah yeah 100 percent um yeah it's been way too long um i have competed um i competed in the abu dhabi uh the United Arab Emirates Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Um, the Nationals that were in Melbourne, I competed in that. That was good um, to just get a bit of competition back in. Um, yeah. You know, competing in MMA or Jiu-Jitsu is, is very similar anyway. Like, I'm going out there to, to beat the other guy and mm. I'm always going to win. Um, always looking for a finish. Um but yeah, no, it's been too long mm. since getting back in the cage. I need to get back in there. Yeah. Like I was at that competition, that last Jiu-Jitsu comp you were in and watched and your cousin Jules was there and he's, yeah. he's a strength and conditioning, like movement coach. Yeah. He's a rehab specialist as well. Yeah. Um, 
you, know, you, you do a bit of strength and conditioning and movement stuff with him, like yeah, he sort of looks after he my do body. Um, he just yeah, make sure everything's working properly, everything's moving properly, um, and getting it back. If I do injure it, getting it back to or better than what it was before, because you know there's obviously a weakness there if it's injured. Um, so his goal is to to get your whatever you injure um, stronger than what it was before. Mm. That's sort of his goal. Um, and yeah, just but he knows a shitload about the body. He's, he's done Olympic lifting, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu. Um, he's been surrounded in you know functional movement and just um, general fitness and strength training for you know as long as I've been building houses. Okay. So yeah, sweet. He's what's, very knowledgeable. What's his last name? Burgermeister. Jules Burgermeister. Yeah. So if people are looking at you know looking into him at all he's a he knows his shit doesn't yeah, he yeah 100% Jules Bergamister shout out um so do you want to just run us through a bit of say like a week of your training you know what what is a if you're if you're training well training, and you're not injured what's a week of training a week for of a training is um so Mondays when I for the last fights I was doing and what I'll be looking to get back into was Monday session uh, mid-morning with the pros, pro sparring um, MMA with, uh, I think it's at Resilience now with like Dan Kenny, Dan Kelly, Cal, Cal Potter, Gustavo, um, Jake Matthews. Uh, there all the, uh, there's yeah, there's a few of us that a few guys that go there. So there's a MMA session, five minute rounds um, on Mondays and then Monday nights. I'll try and do a bit of strength training, either legs, um, body, uh, le- legs or upper body or core. Yeah. And then Tuesday, Tuesdays is another. I'll try and do a strength training as well. Um, Wednesdays can be can either be a rest day or um, just a movement day. Yeah. And then Thursdays. Sorry, Wednesdays is mid morning class as well. It's grappling for um, grappling for MMA, and then um, and then yeah, at night I'll do a bit of movement and just loosen up the body. Uh, Thursdays is boxing at the moment. Yeah. Um, with Lynn, and then Fridays I train with Jules. Um, or sorry, Monday nights I train with Jules as well. Um, and Friday nights is either Jules. Um, which is MMA training, movement, or and and strength as well. And um, every second week now, I'm doing there's pro rounds at Resilience as well on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, that's shoot boxing, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, punching, kicking, and takedowns, but no ground game. Yeah. And then Saturdays um, is either strength or if I don't do. Um, the sparring on the Friday night, I'll do sparring um, uh, on Saturdays at Renegade. Yeah, cool. So I'll mix between the Friday and Saturday sparring. Yeah. And then, yeah, Sunday's rest day, but sometimes I go for a roll. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there's grappling in there. I must grapple on Tuesdays or something. Yeah. Sometimes I'll see you down at the gym maybe with the gay or the no gay on on a Thursday. Yeah. You never know. We might, yeah. The Raphael might make an appearance sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> man, that's cool though. Um, it's a busy schedule. How do you like? What are you doing for your recovery? Then is it the movement nights you do at home? Or? Yeah, I've got to make sure I'm, I do a lot of um, rolling as well. 
So I've got like on the foam rollers, foam rollers, balls, um, balls um, that makes a massive difference. Um, and diet is huge. I feel like um, I try and avoid shit foods, sugary, processed crap. Um, I cook. I cook my own meals. The majority of um, my meals I cook myself. Okay. Um, you know, whole foods. Get your turmeric, gingers. Um, yeah, no inflammatory food. Yeah. Um, yeah, eat healthy, stay healthy. So you're just doing lots of lots of veg, good protein, and a mix of, of quality fats, or yeah, lots of fats. Um, I I eat a lot of pig fat and beef fat. Like I, as long as it's from an organic butcher, yeah. like I render it myself. Um, yeah, and peanut oil. I don't. I try and I don't have like vegetable oil or anything like that that's, yeah. that's just as processed as a lot of other things um, but yeah I run on fat because I train um, late and I don't get to eat till even later I have a, a fattier diet rather than carby if I have too many carbs at night um, your body struggles to digest the carbs and I wake up in the sweats mm. so fattier diet at night okay. um, sustains me till if I do a morning session, I wait till after that and I eat around 10 or 11. Okay. And I have a meal then and I'll either have one meal then or have an, either have one big meal then or have a meal at 11 and a smaller one at one yeah. and then go back into training. Um, but yeah, high fat diet um, means I don't get, um, you know, I don't feel sluggish and yeah, yeah. depleted from eating carbs because if you have a carby diet, you have to always just top up those carbs otherwise you're gonna yeah true that energy yeah i definitely have noticed that when i mean i fall on and off the rails pretty regularly sometimes but you can definitely notice when you're uh your intake of, of breads and rices and just just if it's like holiday season too around yeah. the christmas period you really really notice it yeah are you supplementing at all any supplements um, you take i do take uh, one protein which is hydrolyzed collagen yeah. Um, it is pretty much ground up beef cartilage. Yeah. Um, but it is super fast absorbing and um, yeah, it's just pure protein. There's no other bullshit in it. You don't get stinky protein farts. Yeah. No, I um, take the same one because you had it recommended by our yeah nutritionist, our captured friend. Yeah. Captured nutrition. Shout out. That's it. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's the business. So I'm back on that. I had a I haven't been taking it. And I, I noticed my, all my joints and, um, you know, uh, tendons were starting to get mm. sore again. And, um, yeah, so back on it. Do you just take one scoop twice a day? Uh, two scoops two. after a training session. And that's it? Yeah, that's yep. it. It, it I, Yeah, it absorbs super quick. So as soon as you um, finish training, you can pretty much have it. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it starts repairing straight away. That's the good thing about it. Yeah, nice. And there's no bullshit in it either. Um, but apart from that, eating really well, eating the right fats, eating the right, you know, bone broths, bone marrows, um, I always, it sounds a bit weird and I always tell it to people, but you know, if I've got a sore shoulder, I'll try, I'll go to the markets and I'll buy like lamb shoulder. If I've got a sore knee, I'll go and buy like a hock or something. Um, if I've got injured ribs, I'll buy pork ribs or whatever. Really? But you know, you're trying to repair whatever's injured. You may as well take it from another animal. Yeah, um, and the marrow is one of the best bits you could get, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, marrow is really good. So I do 
um, mashed potato, uh, mashed pumpkin and sweet potato with bone marrow in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the benefits of bone marrow is meant to be pretty, have, pretty good as well. Have you messed around with organ meats at all? Yeah, I've been eating lamb hearts lately. Yeah. Um, and I eat a lot of liver, especially if I um, drink. Not that I like drinking that much anymore, but um, I haven't been booked, so I've been, and you know, the past few months, um, it's been nice weather. I had a few drinks, so yeah, I look after the liver by eating liver. As it tastes when you fry it up. Yeah, yeah, pate. Yeah, I've been making pate last few times. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy the taste of it. Mm. It's like mixed between scallop and meat. Oh, yeah. like lamb or something. I feel, yeah. It's funny, the, the least appetizing kind of parts of the animal tend to be like yeah, the most been, high, high in, in, yeah, in nutrient, protein, dense. nutrients and protein. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you got to eat the whole animal. Oh, it's rude not to. Yeah. I haven't eaten brains yet. Um, I'm keen to eat some brain. You just go to the organic butcher, butcher at the market. Yeah, I just go to the market. Just go to Queen Vic Markets. Yeah. Um, go around, have a sauce, whatever looks good. Ask them where they where their um, meat's from, and yeah. yeah. So, getting back to like, you know, bet you're a mixed martial artist. You know, you practice it, you train it. Um, I remember before you were into uh, like MMA and. And I mean, you might have watched UFC back then, but you definitely weren't training. It was more of a, a, you know, going out and partying. Yeah, that's for sure. I remember, um, you know, you you being a bit more aggressive and, you know, get nearly getting into punch-ons every yeah. now and then. And yeah. I don't think that's happened once at all since you started training. And I'm not saying that you were, ex- you were an extremely aggressive person and you hardly ever no. got into fights, but just I wanted to get to the point of training a, uh, martial and, art and how that kind of folds over you know transitions into your into your life of being more of like a settled or peaceful person like yeah, do you find that yeah honey p honey p honey p um <laughs> i think it's funny um whenever i go out and like if i meet new people or like some friends that i haven't seen in a while um and they know that i'm a fighter and so they straight away want to tell me about how they get into punch-ons in the street and mm. like fighting in the street being, you know, I used to do it like if someone, I never would look for a fight, but I, for some reason people would always pick fights with me mm. and I was never one to really back down. Um, but now um, I just think it's retarded. Like the amount of damage you can accidentally cause to someone and the act if you actually looked at these people fighting in the street, they look like fucking retards. Mm. Like it's not it's not worth it at all to get in a fight on the street, um, just to prove your ego or whatever, like unless you know like doing it and training it you understand how hard it is to actually be an athlete and fight. Like it's not Dudes just grab, you know, dudes just swing, swing for the fences. There's nothing going on. If they actually came down to a gym and gave it a crack, they would be, you Mm. know. But yeah, the amount of of people that have told me like, you know, oh, this dude, um, and ratty, 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 and I flattened him. I'm like, dude, you're punching on with a drunk dude. Yeah. And you're on a concrete floor, maybe out on the street, on the road. People don't realize it. And yeah, it's like, um. We, one of our, like, the first podcast I did with our friend Eli, he just said, man, if more people did jiu-jitsu or combat sports, there'd probably be a lot more, like, peace in the world because, yeah. you know, it, it, it kind of, it dulls that, that aggressiveness in you that yeah. you might have because you're getting it all out on the mats and yeah. training. You get and that 
yeah. aggression or in that competition and like, you know, you want to hurt someone or you want to fucking mm. smash him and, and then you actually go in there and put the gloves on and try and smash him. Mm. Like, and you and get then, humbled. Yeah, you get, and you're like, oh, maybe I can't do it. It's like uh, one of the boys that works for me um, at Christmas, he had a few drinks and uh, he's like, all right, come on, let put the gloves like, Put the gloves on. I because he would tell me how he's been in fights. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm not doing it. But I got mats at home and enough pairs of gloves, and he had enough persistence. Um, and so we threw the gloves on, and he was humbled very quickly. <laughs> I didn't even, I barely touched him, but he realised how quickly and how how hopeless the general public is in yeah. actually fighting. So. Have you noticed it in yourself then? Is there any, like, you know... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I used to, yeah. I don't know if it's that I've gotten older. Might mm. have something to do with it. But, yeah, I used to yell a little bit at work and, you know... Do you find that it, like, in the sense of... I mean, you've always, you know, you dropped out of school and became an apprentice at a very young age. So, you've, yeah. been, you've been working your ass off for a long time. But one thing I find with doing martial arts and jiu-jitsu in particular is the constant um, difficult positions you find yourself in. I've yeah. said this before a lot is, you know, you find yourself in those uncomfortable positions on a weekly basis on the mats. Yeah. And, you know, you know, if you're sparring with your mates or you're not your mates, sorry, but your mates on the mat, you know, that crosses over into your life and yeah. it helps you deal with difficult situations that might come up in your life. If it's work, family relationships. Yeah. Have you found that as well? I suppose I have, but I don't know that I've, I've connected the two that often, but yeah. yeah, like, you know, some things, you know, just seem insignificant now, mm. like that, I guess we'd used to grind my gears. Um, probably, I think it's easier to notice on other people. Yeah. Like you don't notice it on my, on yourself, like my younger brother, but he's been training for a few years now, I'm not sure, two or three years, but before he started training was very aggressive and like, things would get under his skin like mm. super quickly and he would yell and chuck tantrums. I'm like, he's a grown man and like mm. he's legit like having a, chucking tannies and like screaming mm. and stupid things like that aren't even to do with him. It might've been at his job that, um, you know, he would take on, take on board all these other issues from other people. Um, and yeah, like I've, since he's been trained, I've, it does nothing gets under his skin yeah, anymore. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's insane the difference it's made to him, and I've seen it in plenty of other people. But I, th- I think it's harder to see in yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, it's fucking cool. That's what I love about doing, um, you know, martial arts. Like I did karate when I was young. I didn't realize it then. You know, I loved it and everything. I kind of wish I would have stayed with it. Maybe you never know. You never know where it leads you. But I'm so glad I got back into training and because. Yeah. Because I used to just lift weights and want to, you know, look good and look yeah. strong and everything. But I realized once I started doing, like, I started with a bit of kickboxing and then got into the jiu-jitsu. It was just like, man, it's a completely different world when it is. you got someone on top of you and you can't yeah. breathe properly. Like, your six-pack and your biceps don't mean shit. Nah, it's, yeah, it's funny. Because I train at um, Derrimut, um, a massive bodybuilding gym in Braybrook. Yeah. Um, I just go there and, and do weights. It's got a massive... Massive setup, so it's easy for me to go in and get out um, as quick as I can. But 
it's so good just people watching. Yeah. Um, like the amount of people and they've just got like big arms or big chest and walking around with like, you know, their chest puffed out mm. and like they're the shit and like just catch them looking themselves in the mirror yeah, when they think anyone's like, watching. <laughs> what are you guys even doing? Like, who cares if you got big muscles these days? Yeah. Um, and you know, little legs. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of that going around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just I just find it so I don't know, they go lift weights and it's they're molding their body into something that's unfunctional and the shit that they put in their body to get big muscles mm. and like whether it's just, you know, shitty whey protein or something like that. Because if you want to be a bodybuilder, that's what you've got to do. But you're not to be a normal person that might want to be a little bit more physically better looking and be able to, you know, I mean, of course, maybe you want to impress the opposite sex a bit, which is yeah. fine. But trying to get swole and jacked, like yeah. you're limiting so much of your your freedom, your freedom of movement. Yeah, well, I I respect bodybuilding and like what I said is I, now that I've um, been training and like um, doing different strength things and like seeing my body change shape as well. Like mm. I get bodybuilders as like if they want to do it professionally, like it's down, yeah. Yeah, like they the way that they can sculpt their body and like um isolate different muscles and grow things to look a certain way to suit their body. I think that's it's cool. Impressive. But the average Joe at the gym getting fucking big beach muscles is just ridiculous. Mm. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like, well that's what I was saying. Like my once because I used to you know, that's what I wanted to yeah, look like at I, one point. Yeah. And then once I started doing a martial art, my whole idea changed of what it means to move, particularly move. Yeah. And my perception of what it means to like be able to, you know, like being that person at the party that's aggressive and thinking, oh, I can take that guy just because yeah. you do bicep curls. Now it's like your ego gets checked regularly. And that's what I love about, you know, going, yeah. going down to the gym and having a good grapple or a wrestle. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Another question I wanted to ask you, though, was like, I don't know if you think about it ever, but like the inspiration that you are for other people, like, you know, if it's, you know, I was thinking about your brother before when you mentioned it, like, you know, you got both your brothers into training a little bit of jujitsu and MMA. Like, yeah. Do you ever see yourself as a bit of a, a source of inspiration? Um, uh, I don't know that I, I do, but I do, I do notice when people, like, I do know that people look up to me because they... They come up and they ask me and they respect my opinion and yeah, um, yeah. I guess it's good. I guess it makes you feel good that people look up to you. Like I get it in work as well because I've been doing carpentry so long and like mm. training other people to do it. Um, it feels good helping other people and and like progressing their their journey, where, whether it is building or it is MMA. Like yeah, um, yeah. I want to see everyone else grow just as much as I I want to grow myself. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely look up to you, man. Like, you know, win, lose, draw. Like, you know, it's an inspiration seeing one of my, you know, best mates get out there in the cage. If it's or even on the jujitsu mats, or even when we have a wrestle together, like, it's, yeah, it's it's good fun. And you know, I love picking your brain when I can, and just you know, if it's about rolling or stretching, yeah, or fi- or fighting, like it's it's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, um, yeah, I do like the you know I've stick to it and I, you know, I'm in my thirties now just, um, but you know, there's a lot of, I see a lot of my old friends, um, you know, doing the same thing that they were doing. Like in our early twenties, I'm like, 
and they're like, nah, too old to do that stuff now. But yeah. man, you can do anything you want to. Like, it might not be professional um, MMA fighter, but you can still progress your life in um, other aspects, whether it's work or um, personal development. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Family relationships. Yeah, anything. Do you do you see yourself training at martial arts for the rest of your life? Yeah, I th- I, I definitely won't be punching my um, putting my brain on the line for the rest of the life. I yeah. know boxing and MMA has a limited career um, for your mental health and um, but jujitsu, I think you can do for the, pretty much the rest of your life. Yeah, um, yeah, I need that physical activity and I guess competition as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll definitely be some sort of martial arts for the rest of my life. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely not striking. Yeah. There's only a limited time. You're yeah. You can take that can't take years. too many to the head as you yeah. get older. Yeah. Um, well, I like to think, uh, obviously my mum doesn't like me getting punched in the head, but, you know, you get a lot from striking in other aspects of your life. Um, yeah. It... it you're definitely getting stuff out of it, but yeah, you can't get punched in the head for too long. That's yeah. A, that's yeah, a thing. For sure. Well, at least you'll learn the skills and you'll always have the skills for life, you know? If it's yeah. like hitting the bags or light sparring with mates. Yeah. It's just the uh, the competition side of being yeah. a professional fighter. And just being able to, you know, not like the mental, the whole thing of getting punched in the head. A lot of people come in and they're like, yeah, yeah, I want to do MMA. And then they start getting punched in the face. And they're like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. It would happen a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't know why I enjoy it. Um, But yeah, I do like getting punched and hit. Like, it's, it does something for me that, um, yeah, I can't really explain. But yeah, um, yeah, it's different. Yeah, man. It's awesome though. I mean, not not just getting punched in the head, but the the drive that you find from that competition and that struggle of, yeah. of, of training weekly and yeah. cutting weight and all that jazz. Like it's, it's that like, it must be some sort of addiction to, to, to the hard work of it. And like I said before, this, for me, this is personally, yeah. like the, the struggle of, you know, being in those uncomfortable positions for me, it, it just, it makes the rest of my life, you know, a, a yeah. lot easier when do difficult things do come along. But I, I feel like I need to have that on a weekly basis too. That, yeah nearly getting tapped out or getting tapped out or yeah. choking someone out, you know, it does something like genetically almost and, you know, to your core that, yeah. that maybe, you know, we used to get a lot more of it prim- in our primal days. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, cool. Any like anything on the horizon at all coming up for, for the cowboy or? Um, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely going to fight this year. Um, yeah. Nothing's booked, um, but yeah, looking. 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 Yeah, look forward to it, man. Yeah. I'm not sure where I'll start, but yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back, 100%. Yeah, sweet. Um, well, before we go, when can um, where can people find you on your social media yeah, accounts? Yeah, on the socials, on the gram. Yeah. Um, I think it's rapper.l.cowboy. Yeah. Could be wrong. Um, yeah, that's where I post most of my stuff. You can see it's generally what I've been cooking at night is my story. Um <laughs> So if you want some ideas, um, and if anyone ever just wants to talk to me about food, I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love sharing information, what I've learned about eating and like dieting. Training. Um, training. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. On my Instagram. There you, you know. go. 
Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for dropping by. It was an awesome conversation. Me. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Of course. Of course.